Welcome everyone, I'm Jeffrey, Minister and Chaplain at JHA Ministries, and today we are going to end our study of the Gospel of Luke with finishing up chapter 24. There's only about three verses left, and then at the end I want to give us a quick timeline of the appearances of Jesus after his resurrection. So if you have your Bibles, turn to chapter 24, verse 50, and let's get into it. Now, the ascension that we're going to be talking about, which is Jesus ascending to heaven, is more than the last event in Luke's narrative sequence, or even a postscript to the resurrection. He had only mentioned it as Jesus' ultimate goal in his great journey towards Jerusalem. The ascension also has significance in the opening verses of the book of Acts. The brevity of the account here in the book of Luke at the close of this gospel is not the measure of Luke's estimate of its importance. The brevity may also imply a telescoping of the entire closing narrative and perhaps Luke already had in mind an expanded version of the ascension at the beginning of Acts. Now his words here though few, are weighty, and they have a theological significance. And they have very much in character with this entire book. Of the gospel authors, only Luke records the ascension. So join with me in our scripture here as we read verses 50 to 53. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now we're talking about Jesus here. And now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Now the ascension of Christ took place 40 days after his resurrection. He took his disciples as far as Bethany, which was on the eastern side of the Mount of Olives, and Jesus lifts up his hands and he blesses them. And while doing so, Jesus is taken up into heaven. And the vicinity of Bethany included the Mount of Olives, and Jesus' action in lifting up his hands and blessing the disciples was priestly. And the word bless was significant at the opening of Luke. Zechariah the priest was rendered speechless in the temple. And I'm referring back to the beginning of Luke here. So that he was unable to pronounce the priestly blessing on the people when he came out. Now such a blessing now concludes the book. Elizabeth blessed Mary and her child. Zechariah blessed God when, on his declaration of John's name, his speech was restored. He then blessed God again in his song. Simon blessed God in the temple on seeing Jesus and then blessed his parents. This word does not appear again in Luke till Jesus blessed the bread at Emmaus. And Luke then uses the word again in verse 51 and in verse 53. 
Thus he places Jesus clearly within the spiritual setting of the temple and priesthood. As the resurrected Messiah, Jesus has the authority to bless. This imagery forms an important part of the letter to the Hebrews, which describes the high priestly intercession of Christ after his ascension into heaven. Now, Jesus is also the prophet of God. And we are again reminded of the prophet Elijah, who was taken up to heaven. Luke's conclusion, therefore, points to Jesus as prophet, priest, and Messiah. In verses 52 and 53, it says they worshipped him, then returned to Jerusalem with great joy. For the next ten days, they spent much time in the temple praising and blessing God. Luke's gospel opened with devout believers at the temple, praying for the long-expected Messiah. And it closes at the same place with devout believers praising and blessing God for answered prayer and for accomplished redemption. It's a lovely climax to what Renan called the most beautiful book in the world. Now Jesus is also the Son of God. And so his disciples worshipped him. This beautiful gospel closes with the theme of joy that was reinstated or restated in verse 52. And with the city of Jerusalem and its temple again presented as the true home of Christianity, the origin of the Christian gospel and the Christian church. Luke's theme of doxology reappears at the very end, as the disciples were last seen blessing God in response to Christ blessing them. This is both an appropriate conclusion to Luke's gospel and a reminder to us to live a life of praise as we wait for the return of the ascended Lord Jesus Christ. Now the final appearance and ascension. Verses 44 to 49 that we looked at last time seem to belong to Jesus's final appearance rather than to the appearance that was mentioned in verses 36 to 43. For that evidently was on the first Sunday evening, and here he tells them to stay in Jerusalem, which must have been after they had gone to Galilee and returned to Jerusalem. And then Jesus led them out of Jerusalem to his beloved Bethany. His 40 days of post-resurrection ministry were now finished. His earthly mission now accomplished. And waiting angels bore the triumphant Savior away to the throne of God. Now, I want to end here real quick. We're taking a look at some resurrection appearances and where they are found in the Bible. We have a resurrection appearance at the empty tomb that was outside of Jerusalem. Now that happened early Sunday morning. And we can reference Matthew 28, 
verses 1 through 10. Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. And Luke chapter 24, 1 through 12. And then John chapter 20, verses 1 through 9. We had the appearance to Mary Magdalene at the tomb. That also was on early Sunday. And we can reference Mark chapter 16, verses 9 to 11. And we can reference John chapter 20, 11 to 18. Then we have the appearance to the two travelers that was on Sunday at midday on the road to Emmaus. And of course, Luke is the only one that records that in the last chapter, Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 32. Then we have the appearance to Peter in Jerusalem. And we've seen that in Luke chapter 24, verse 34. And we also have reference to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 5. And that happened during the day on Sunday. Now Sunday evening rolls around and we have the appearance to the ten disciples in the upper room. Probably the exact same upper room that we had the Lord's Supper. Uh, take a look at Mark chapter 16, verse 14, uh, Luke chapter 24, 36 to 43. And then take a look at John chapter 20, 19 to 25. Now we have an appearance one week later uh, that is found in John chapter 20, verses 26 to 31. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 5 where he appeared to the 11 disciples in the upper room. Now before, I had mentioned it was the 10 disciples, because Thomas, the one that we call Doubting Thomas, wasn't there. Now this time, one week later, Thomas was there. That's why we have the appearance to the 11. Then he appears to seven disciples on the Sea of Galilee. Take a look at John chapter 21, the first 23 verses. And that was a day at daybreak. And then, uh, again, to the 11 disciples, there's an appearance of Jesus on the Mount of Galilee. Uh, Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. And then we find that again in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 to 18. Now, sometime later, we have the appearance to more than 500 people. And we also have the appearance to James. And that is all in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, the appearance to, to the 500 is in verse 6, and then James is verse 7. And lastly, the final appearance that we have in scriptures is, of course, what we just talked about, the ascension on the Mount of Olives. And we know from scripture that was 40 days after the resurrection. We already looked at that here in Luke 24, verses 44 to 49. But also take a look at Acts chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. And with that, we are finished with the study of the book of Luke. Now, next time that we meet for Bible study, we are going to begin the book of Mark. And Mark only has 16 chapters, but it is a fascinating book of the Bible. So be sure to come back and join us for that. So until next time, God bless you and keep living Christian strong.